Good morning, guys. It's cold in here. It is... Cold in here! Besides cold in here, Sunday night for us, Monday morning for you guys. Yep, so good morning. We switched it up. We're on a different part of the living room. We're showing this wall instead of that wall. Yeah. That wall. Cross wall. Yep. So, um, man. Woo-wee! Wow-wee. God is good. All the time. God is amazing. He's yes, everlasting. He He's the king of kings, the lord of lords. He show is. Yeah. So, um, we had a great service today. Mm -hmm. uh, great worship. You know, guys, remember a few weeks ago when the sound, for some reason, everybody sounded like robots? Never figured it out. It just worked after that. I thought that was very, very weird and strange. You know, a lot of the times, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I believe it's just electronics. Sometimes it's the enemy that wants to stop the message. I believe it was the enemy. Because it, that whole that whole day was just that whole day was just messed up in the morning. Yeah, was that the day I forgot my phone? You forgot your phone. We ended up having to come back, and it was just one thing after another. Yeah. That whole morning was just like you know messed up. Yeah, but yeah. today, uh, man, the worship sounded really crisp and clear. It was nice, you know, and it was just beautiful. Uh, you and Rihanna did an amazing job. I was proud of her. I actually kind of stepped back a little bit. Um, yeah, you let her lead that second song. I let completely. her lead two of them. Yeah. yeah, the last two, second and third, right? Yeah, I, I did that purposely, you know, because I really feel that, you know, we're just coming. I just feel like there's been... It's it's a whole different season, and I just feel like the Lord's just ready to to stretch some people, you know. And and I feel like it's just time to kind of start stepping back. Yeah. And um, I, I'm just really really proud of her, and and not just her, just like so many people. I'm really starting to say like, okay, Lord, it's time for me to step back in some things and just to kind of let let um other people's gifts flourish mm -hmm. um because i feel like the lord's saying okay you know um they've taken some baby steps in certain areas and now it's time to take that step back so that they can flourish in the gifts that god's called them to flourish in. and yeah. and i was just really really truly blessed um to see and sometimes you kind of got to step in and pull it out of them a little bit mm -hmm. And, and I just felt like every time I was like, come on, Rihanna, that's right. You know, she just like kind of like, you know, she felt so much more encouraged. And she was just like, I just seen it, you know, and she got more confidence. And I was like, yeah, that's what I like to see. And she just did it. No, she did great. And I was I was so proud of her because, you know, I feel like sometimes um, the Lord does that with us. He, he sometimes shows us in certain ways and special ways how you know when when things happen the lord the lord finds a way of showing us like see i told you you could do it yeah and our confidence gets boosted you know it's like and we're just like man lord really <laughs> you know and yeah. when that happens it's like the next time we just we have the confidence of being able to do something and um 
And I feel like sometimes that's needed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So worship is good. I had um, good feedback on the sermon. People really, I don't want to say enjoyed it, but they, they got something out of it. And it was a blessing, man, because I got something out of it. I got something out of it. Um, Sister Jessica had asked me, what inspired today's sermon? Yeah, I know. When we were, after after when we were eating lunch. Yeah. And I told her, because <clears throat> you, as you guys know, they've been watching me for a long time. Uh, one of my favorite Christian authors is actually uh, Watchman Nee. Watchman Nee is somebody that died in prison in the 40s for preaching the gospel. He was in communist China. Well, China became communist in his life, and they shut the church down, and he didn't stop. And he ended up dying in prison. But he wrote some books. And I had read a few of his, but this one I never have. And uh, in chapter one, he's talking about soul, spirit, and body, which kind of led and inspired this whole sermon. Yeah. And um, But yeah, man, that, that I can't remember the title of the book right now. Maybe if I remember on editing, I'll, I'll put a picture of it in case you guys want to read it. You know, I got the audible. So, you know, I can be busy doing things and just listening, you know, to the narration instead of actually reading it. But he, uh, yeah, he died, I believe, in the 42 or in the 40s. Um, in prison, I think he served 17 or 19 years or something like that, and he, yeah. he died in there, you know. Oh, real quick, I want to share, guys. Look what I got. Eli's book. I just got it on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon, also as an ebook. This is our our re revised one, guys. Um, his old one, the non-revised, is still up, though. So if you want to get this one that has that is out through Paracletos Publishing, through our publishing, re-edited, revised, fixed, you know, just I, I fixed a lot, babe. You saw me. You saw me for weeks, you know. Um, you can tell when you click on the book, it's for $15. The one we did is for $15, and it actually says a publishing date, it'll say December 2021. Because the other one is like 10 years ago. You know, and that one is not revised because this is the one you want to get. And uh, Eli's well, book. that one also, the old one. Um, well, he got the rights back. Yeah. He got the rights back. So it still goes back to him. I didn't know that. He just told me that. Okay. So, so basically what happened was somebody uh, published it under their name for 10 years. Yeah. And, and Eli, so none of that, was going none, to of that him. none of that blessed him. He did finally get the rights back. But I'm going to tell you, if you buy that $11 one, 10-year-old one, it's not the revised. There's a lot of things we fixed up on this new one. Yeah. You know, and it's much more concise. It's just better worded. So many things. And it's a nicer, it's just nice, man. Why? Because it's Pericletos Publishing. <laughs> You know, even the back is, is really nice. That's a picture of him. I told him, I said, is that you like on Halloween? He goes, no, that's the way I would be make my face every day. And and it it all comes back to him. You see that? It comes back to him hating himself, that he wanted to hide himself. Guys, if you watch his testimony, he shared a couple weeks ago at our church. If you haven't seen it, it's heavy. It's crazy. It was. It was. It but was. He paints his face like white. Yeah, and it was a way to mask. Yeah. 
Wow. Just just shame. That's what the Satan does is fills you with shame, guilt, condemnation, makes you feel less than, you know what I mean, and all these things. And that's yeah. why he did that, you know. Hi, Bobo. Hi. Hi, Mil. Hi. <laughs> so, huh? Bowling. That sounds you fun. A, you need a sweater. That's in my jacket. I mean, it's in my, what did I just say? It's in your jacket? It's in your car? It's in my car. That sounds okay. fun. Here in town or Tracy? Oh, yeah. All right. Be careful. It's a lot of rain out there. Yeah. Bye. Be careful, mijo. So, guys, seriously, be a blessing to Brother Eli. This guy, right now, we just got off the phone with him, and he's in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. He's constantly going and going and going, and yeah. that can't happen, you know, unless he gets blessed. You know what yeah. I mean? And, I mean, before that, he was in, in New Mexico. After he preached at our church... He was in New Mexico that night. Well, here's the thing from, from what I've heard, because I have not had a chance to read the book, but I do know this, that if you had a chance to watch his testimony, um, his testimony that he gave the other day, if you go back to our channel, you'll get a chance to see his testimony. And if you had a chance to watch his testimony and you saw how powerful that testimony was, the book is even more yeah. intense and and that's just from me hearing it from the people that have actually have read his book you know mm -hmm. and that's not even the revised version yeah. guys i'm um, the only one he has eli has not read the revised i yeah. revised it it was heavy for me to revise it yeah guys you know so that's how heavy um this is guys and and i can't even imagine and you know i came from a similar background and i can't even imagine how hard it is for that it's going to be for me to even read this but you know i think it's important for us to be able to um you know to, to share our testimonies because there's so many out there there's so many broken people out there that need to hear these testimonies um, that need to be that need to be saved from these type of backgrounds that need to know that there is, you know, that there is, a, you know, a savior that can that can bring us out of that pain and that turmoil and that hurt and that can, you know, show us, you know, a way because there is a salvation. Man, I know that because I came from from that heartache and from that from that background, you know. And guys, you know, Jesus is the only answer. Jesus was his only answer. Yeah. And there's so many people out there that are broken, that come from such brokenness and so, such hurt, mm -hmm. they never thought that they, they, they could ever find anything that could ever love them and embrace them because they thought that they were so broken, yeah. so broken that nothing was ever going to be able to love them ever again. But it, but this even this you know here is just a testimony that there is that love once again that we can be loved you know and man yeah. um, I just can't wait for you guys to read it really seriously yeah. I just can't wait for you guys. Another to read thing it. too, guys, as a personal favor, if you did order my new book and if you like it. Uh, if, especially if you ordered it from Amazon, please leave a review. I found out, I was watching a couple of videos, and they're saying that if a book releases and they have no reviews or nothing, 
that Amazon literally almost makes it impossible for other people to find. Really? Yeah, because think about it. You, how, how, how often do you go on, on Amazon to buy something? So they're going to put what's most likely to sell right in your face mm. and what's most likely not to sell. That makes sell. sense, yeah. It's a business move. It's smart. Yeah. But if there's no reviews on mine, but say another Christian book or whatever has 100 reviews. Well, yeah. come on, think about it. This is business. Are yeah. they going to push that one on the person? or So each time I get a review on my book, it bumps it up mm-hmm. to where other people can see it. Because honestly, if the book is a blessing to you, it could be a blessing to somebody else. And and a review is is free to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it just takes a couple of minutes. You don't even have to write a whole you don't it's not asking for an essay. It's just saying a couple of words. Hey, great book. There's I people like on it. there that just give it a five star. Yeah. You know, and guys, seriously, if anything we do blesses you, please, you know, if you could leave take a couple of minutes and leave a review on Amazon for Actually, any of the books that, that we do, we're yeah. really trying here. We're really trying Pericletos Publishing to really put some good content out there. And it's a lot of work, you know. And um, and it's a, if it blesses you, please, you know, just put it down in a review. And that really helps tremendously. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, but yeah, great service. And, um, you know, the Lord is really good. The Lord is good, and we're, we're heading into Christmas time almost, and it gets busy for us. But at the same time, it's it's a beautiful time, you know. Um, and we just we enjoy it, to be honest with you. Um, I had something that just popped in my head right now, but I don't know. The reason I thought of it right now because I did an interview with Cholo Trucker, and it just premiered. It's premiering right now as we're doing this. And I thought of one of the things that came up. And um, I don't remember exactly the question he asked me, but I'll tell you the direction I I went with something. And I was kind of wanted to see what Sharon thought about it. Um, there's always people that always want to, f- want to be the ones that know more. Have you ever been in a conversation? For instance, this is why I don't like talking about diets or... Like if I'm like bike riding or working out or whatever to try to eat better because health experts come out the woodwork. No matter what, no matter what, it's like, yeah, man, I'm eating good. I mean, if you show a picture of you eating all vegetables, somebody else going to come and tell you how bad vegetables are for you. And they'll say, you got to eat all meat. So and then if you have a picture eating all meat, somebody else going to come. Everybody wants to know a little bit more than you. And that's fine and dandy when it comes to health or cars or hobbies or cooking. Well, that's not how you cook a cheesecake. This is how you, you know, like, that's fine. But what's weird is why is it that in Christianity, it's like we always want to outdo each other and completely discount one another. And and this is, I haven't got to the point yet. So basically... I was um, re- reading a comment a few from a few days back of somebody that not dis- he wasn't disrespectful at all, nothing, but he basically was like saying the Bible um, that we're reading the Bible wrong, that God does not condemn. Uh, there's no condemnation, no nothing. So I took it that he is a universalist. I could be wrong. Let me explain. A universalist is somebody 
that believes that since Jesus died for the world, and that everybody is everybody's saved. saved. And um, there's a lot of holes in that. There's a lot of holes and a lot of issues, guys. And please, um, I am compelling you not to listen to that kind of talk. That is a dangerous place to be. And that's the point I want to get to. It's a dangerous place to be because without the wrath of God, you cannot really have the love of God. It, you need both. Let me explain, right? Um, if I tell you I love you and I would do anything for you and somebody comes and murders you, right? And because I'm loving, I'm just going to be like, oh man, that's messed up. You killed my wife. But hey, man, can I make you dinner? Like, what? <laughs> then then you, your blood would cry out and say, I thought you loved me. How could there do be no wrath? You've told me all the times we're married, you'd be my protector. You would watch over me. you watch my back. And now... My life was in vain. Your life was... What was your life then? It was worth nothing. So in the same way, if you have a God that loves you, and there's people that... There are people across this world that have been massacred. The Bible says, don't take vengeance, vengeance is mine, the Lord says. Well, it's almost what the world is becoming. Well, I hate to say this, but it's almost what the world is becoming nowadays with um, disciplining our child, disciplining our children. You know, before you were able to discipline our, we were able to discipline our children. And now, you know, you discipline your child and it's child abuse, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't even uh, discipline our children anymore because everything is wrong. You know, you... You say no to your child the wrong way. You're getting thrown in jail for the, the smallest little thing, you know, or they're coming yeah. because you can't discipline your child anymore. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to let your children do whatever they do. Yeah, you know, it's whatever they want. Sometimes I wonder, again, I'm probably stereotyping. Why not? We get stereotyped too. <laughs> yeah. It seems like every time I run into a universalist, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not saying I know everybody in the world. I don't. I don't even know everybody in Stockton. But it seems like they don't come up from a life that I came from. Because they're just like, yeah, we're just good people. Just be good. Everybody's going to heaven. Jesus died for all of us. You know, and, uh, you know, he doesn't count our sins against us. And this and that. I'm like, are you, you must not be from the world I came from. Hmm. Because I came from a world where there was murderers. There was people that straight up wanted to hurt people. People that wanted to literally wipe people off the face of the earth. You're, you know, and, and it's like, do you, have you ever been faced with wickedness? The wickedness of this world? You know, so, so you're saying that I could have stayed a North Daniel then. I could have stayed a gang member, kept selling dope to pregnant women, uh, kept being part of, 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 of a group of people that, that wanted to murder, and some of them did murder, and it's okay because we're all saved. Mm -hmm. I, I, I tend to lean that the, the universalists that I've came across, they came from a, like, a really nice family, and, and for the most part, people are, are good for the most part, and they got jobs, and 
You know, and I could be stereotyping, you know, I'm not saying I know everybody, but it just seems like that because I've never seen, let me say this though. I have never met somebody that came out of prostitution, drug addiction, gang banging, murder, thug, uh, whatever. I've never met somebody that came out of that and said, yeah, I'm a universalist. Jesus, No, they're just like, oh my gosh, I was so filthy. God, God and God's wrath was upon me. And he saved me and he changed me and he made me a different person. See, that's what I hear from people that come from the world I came from. Yeah. Because they understand guilt. Yeah. They understand condemnation. They understand harsh sentences because of the crimes you commit. And my God, if we understand that, trust me, we understand forgiveness. Why do you think we praise the loudest? Why do you think the people that come out of the deepest holes are the ones that worship God the most? Yeah, but those are also the ones that keep falling back into that rut and then they fight hard to keep going back and forth, mm -hmm. you know? They fight. Yeah, they're fighters. They're, they're, they're the fighters. You know, guys, I haven't seen the wickedness Sharon has seen and she hasn't seen the wickedness I have seen. But I will say this, I see my wife break when we talk about the goodness of God, and I can only imagine the wickedness she has seen in her life, but it's because, how can you understand a nice day unless you understand a dark day? How could you understand the goodness of God unless you have seen the worst of the enemy? When you have seen the worst of the enemy upon your own life, my God, when it's time to worship, you're gonna worship. When yes. it's time to praise, you're gonna praise because you know, you know, how wicked this world can be. Yeah. How filthy and dirty and perverse this world can be. That's what makes God so good. You know, like the scripture I quoted, and I always quote it, where it says when Jesus came to the world, it says the darkness didn't comprehend him. I love that verse. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It makes me tremble. Yeah. There's something beautiful about that, that Jesus came to be a light. He came to be a light in a dark world, you know? And I'm, I'm sorry, man, the Bible I read. Well, it's like the song we were singing today, Waymaker. Yeah. Yeah. That is who you are. You know? Light in the darkness. And again, this person wasn't rude. He was very, very nice. And, 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 but he, he was all those things, but at the same time basically said that, you know, I'm just repeating stuff other people say that I haven't truly read the Bible. Mm. To come to that conclusion that there is no wrath of God. Okay. You know, and so I'm not going to be, he was very grateful. I'm going to be grateful back. Uh, but um, you must not know my story. This stuff I didn't learn. I was in solitary confinement with the King James Bible with nobody to teach it to me. So I'm not sure where anybody would tell me out of anybody, all the pastors around, how could you tell me that I'm repeating stuff that I learned? You weren't there. You weren't there. Nobody was there in solitary confinement. I was there by myself crying out to God with the King James Bible, not a study Bible, no reference Bible, no concordance in the back, literally a King James Bible with maybe four maps on the last pages, and that is it. And the Lord had to reveal 
his word to me himself because I didn't understand it. You have no idea how many times I cried to myself saying, God, I don't understand this. If you don't show me, I don't understand this. No preachers are coming in to talk to me. Nobody's coming in to talk to me, Lord. So for somebody to say, even if they said it nice, hey, you know what, I get it, you're preaching this stuff, you're teaching this stuff, but you don't really understand the Bible because you're just repeating things other pastors have said. I'm sorry. I know what the Lord revealed to me. And, and I'll say this. The Bible says that these signs will follow those who believe. Well, I'll tell you what, in my 10 years, I have seen people healed. I have seen literally demons cast out of people. I have seen it with my eyes. These signs will follow those that believe. So if I believe and I believe the word of God and these signs follow, it's a confirmation because scripture says it. You know, but that's that what was on my mind, guys. I don't have a scripture. You know, I just know my wife and I, um, we have seen the wickedness of the world in, in different ways. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you talk a little bit about things you went through, I can't imagine it. Maybe sometimes I, I change the subject or I act like I'm not interested because this is my wife, guys. It, it'll make me angry. I wouldn't want you to imagine it. You know, it'll make me want to get in my car and find people. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm still a man. And I'm her protector. And all I know is this, is that ain't nothing going to happen like that. Not on my watch. But I still get upset when I hear about it. And maybe she thinks I brush her off or what? It's just, you don't understand what it's like for a man to hear that. And I get mad. I'm just being real. I don't know the wickedness she had seen. And she doesn't know the wickedness me unless sometimes I share it with her. Sometimes I share things with her and it scares her. Remember? It does, right? You know, but thank God, thank God that Jesus came to set us free. He came to set the captive free. And if he set us free, he can set you free. He can break those chains that are holding you back, that are holding you bound. He can break those chains. He can replace those horrible memories with the amazing future because this is the God that we serve. Amen. He's a forgiving God. But how could be a forgiving God if, if he has no wrath? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense either. Why would, He would cease to be forgiving because if everything is just forgiven, then why should he be forgiving? Why, why, should, he have, okay, um, why should he have new mercies for us each day? If he's forgiving us. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know what that does? That spits in the face of grace because grace is something we don't deserve. But if we already deserve it, then there is no grace. Yeah. So, I mean, just point after point after point. But I just, you know, we're just here, huh? Nothing. I watched a movie yesterday while you were here. Um, it was called Unforgiven. Is that the Sandra Bullock movie? Yeah. Is it good? Oh. The trailer looked good. But you were already in the middle and I didn't want to... It looked good. and I, I How did you know I was watching it? Because I walked in to get my charger. Oh. I was actually going to lay down 
but you were in the middle of it and I walked out because I saw the trailer and I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to walk in in the half in the middle of this. We can watch it again. So I just came here and I started watching YouTube. But it was a really, really good movie. Um, you know, just a quick little, you know, I'm going to mess it up for you guys, but. Don't say everything. Just the gist of it. Go ahead. I'm just playing. All right. Just the gist of it. But anyways, um, such a such an amazing storyline because, um, you know, Sandra Bullock does 20 years in prison. And um, she comes out and she tries to reinvent her life. And um, she leaves behind a, a little sister. The little sister was five year old when five five years old before she goes into prison, and um, she comes out, reinvents her life, pretty much is trying to get back to to society, tries to get a job, um, but she's deemed a, a cop killer, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and they tell her that she can't go looking for her little sister, you know, or anything. The Who tells her? Probation oh. officer tells her, you know, just stay away, don't try. And everything and and of course you know she just wants to look for her little sister and because yeah. that's the only family she has left doesn't have um, a mother or father or nothing you know to to look for or anything and and that's all the family she has is this little sister but then the little sister's growing up and the only memory she has is of a of a of a like of a woman and that's Sandra Bullock, the mm. older sister. And she has, she keeps replaying this memory, Who? the little sister. Oh, so it goes back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it goes back and forth. And she keeps replaying this memory, replaying this memory, replaying this memory. And it doesn't show what happened or anything until the end. And um, at the end of the movie, it ends up showing that, that the person who shot the police officer hmm. ended up being the five-year-old little sister mm. accidentally. Oh, I see. I get it. Sandra Bullock ended up doing 20 years of prison for the little sister. Yeah. And the little sister never knew that. Oh, But wow. yet then replayed in, the, in her memory, she kept remembering the woman, the woman, but never knew that she really had the sister mm -hmm all her life and Sandra Bullock did all this time for so long and yet you know was treated bad for so mm -hmm. long even while she was trying to get back into society and looked up at looked at as a, as a cop killer and everything and I say that to say this you know a lot of the time you know we 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 become we we become a, a certain we we live life through, um, you know, I have a past, you have a past, we go through things, we live a certain way, and we, you know, we have a, a, a life that, that we, we come out of and everything, and we live it, and, you know, um, we've been forgiven, you know, for that, but the world doesn't always deem yeah. to see us that way, you know? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that we, we tend to live our life not realizing that we have been forgiven, but yet then the world never sees us that way. Yeah. But we tend to live our life 
like we've been unforgiven, not realizing that we have been forgiven. And, and it's sad because a lot of the times we forget that we have been forgiven, but yet then live our life like an unforgiven person. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that, that's my point is that we have to realize that we have been forgiven and we try to put ourselves in, in, we put ourselves in our own prison sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, because that movie made me realize that she continued to live her life almost like if she was still in this prison. Yeah. She, she lived, you know, they treated her like if she was in a prison still. Um, she lived her life like if she was in a prison. Institutionalized. Yeah, she lived very institutionalized. Not only, um, not even, not only because people made her feel that way, but because she kept reliving that moment and mm -hmm. and and everything, and it was hard, you know. But the thing is, is that we are forgiven, and mm -hmm. we ourselves have to realize that we are forgiven, and we gotta stop. Yeah. We gotta stop putting ourselves there. And, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it's a daily renewal of our mind. Yeah. You know, we have to remember that. Yeah. You know, guys, you know what identity teaching is in like two or three sentences? And you just made me think of it. Somebody that comes out of prison and they continue to function like their inmates are institutionalized. Even though they've been set free, they still act like they're inmates. That's identity, is realizing Jesus came to set you free. You were incarcerated by sin. He comes and sets you free, but you still live your Christian life like you're still locked in sin. You're institutionalized to the things of this world. He set you free, guys. Yeah. He set you free. So now live in that freedom. Operate in that freedom. And that could be in so many, mm -hmm. in so many ways, guys. You know, if you've been... You know, abuse. If you've been raped, if you've been gone through so many things, you can't you can't live in shame. You know, know that you're worthy. You're worthy of so much more. You know, you can't allow the enemy to continue allowing you to feel that you're worthless. You know mm -hmm. that you're filled with shame, and that you're filled with guilt or any of that. Know your worth. Know that you are that you're a gem. You know. That yeah. you, you have a price, and that price was, was paid 2,000 years ago when he hung on that cross for you. You know, know that. Know your value. Yeah. You are valuable. You know, yeah. Those that have been molested, abused, raped, it's not your fault. Mm -mm. It is not your fault. Yeah. Somebody stole something from you that didn't belong to them. Yeah. That is not your fault. You know, I don't know who needs to hear that. I'm speaking truth, man. I'm speaking truth. That is not who you are. Do not allow that action to determine your identity. Because that is not your identity. Your identity is in Christ. Your identity is a new person. Your identity is to rise above. That, that's what the liar told you. That's what the liar put in your mind. But if you continue to live that and operate and, and, and basically... This is who I am. You've set yourself up for failure. Yeah. Don't forget that whatever you speak that comes forth from your mouth is what manifests. You become a slave to that. Yeah, you do. So, 
speak good affirmations. Speak good. Look in the mirror and speak. Speak to yourself the way Jesus would speak of you. Yeah. You know, every word that comes forth from your mouth, just remember this. Remember this. Say, would Jesus say that about me? What would Jesus say about you? Speak to yourself the way Jesus would speak of you. And think that. Would Jesus say that to me? And then say it. Think yeah. twice before you say it. Yeah. The same thing about speaking about somebody else. Would Jesus say that to somebody else? Then speak it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Would Jesus do that? Would Jesus say that? Would Jesus go there? Would Jesus do that? That's, that's that simple. Would Jesus pick that up? Would Jesus go there? Would Jesus do that? Da, 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 da. Same exact. It's the same thing. And everything that you do. It's that simple. Yeah. So, guys, again, one more time. Eli's book is now available on Amazon. It's for $15. Or you can get it as an ebook for $4.99. And bam, get it right now on your phone. Um, I want to read you the back real quick. It says, drug addicted, demon possessed, waiting to die until Jesus Christ. And then it says, this story is about, this is Eli saying, this story is about my journey through a tormented life of demonic attacks, sexual and physical abuse, drug addiction, devil worship, homosexuality, and mental illness. My life was without hope and filled with darkness until one day I heard his voice. And like the time when I was a child and escaping danger through a storm drain, God enabled me to walk out of darkness and into the light. Eli's book. It is called Marvelous Light. It is called And Then I Heard His Voice on Amazon. So uh, leave, and if you do get it, leave a review after you read it. You know, the reviews help. If you uh, got my new book or any book I've written, Leave a review. That that does so much for us. Thank you so much. That That's a huge blessing to us. So Amen. have a great day. Have a blessed day. God bless you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Go to Cholo Trucker's channel after this and watch the interview I did with him. I think he split it into two parts. Okay. And he asked me all kinds of biblical questions. <laughs> and um, I can't even remember which ones. Actually, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you know, so uh, God bless you guys and have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye.